go. Uh, Phil, that was Micah Mortali. Uh, his book again, for those listening in, Rewilding Meditation Practices and Skills for Awakening in Nature. I, I was fascinated by it because of the, there's one thing I haven't done enough of in my life. It's camping and wilderness and outdoor stuff. And like yeah. I said, I come from the Jersey City, the urban area of New York, that urban area, as do you, Brooklyn. And uh, there wasn't as much opportunity. I did go to camp a couple of summers. And... Um, but I, I can, uh, I think you can find nature and natural life anywhere, including in a city. Uh, yeah. But there's something very special about uh, the wilderness. And, uh, and I've heard many, many stories from people who've done exploration and camping and that sort of thing. And how it has, uh, uh, you know, had a, a real positive impact on their life. It, yeah. And I can, you know, I grew up in New York. I went to college in New York. Um, but during one summer in college, I bummed around the country with a couple of friends in a car and, you know, going to the national parks and walking in the woods and seeing the mountains. Um, you know, it was life changing. And then I, I was drawn to the, you know, natural settings as much as I could later on. But, I you know, I tended to live in cities like most of us do, but I tried to get access. But I remember being a little kid in this most urban of areas, you know, high population density apartment buildings. But if we went to a pool or we went to the beach and swam in the ocean and walked on sand or went to you know, one of the parks in Brooklyn and, and climbed a tree or, or whatever, it was... I we didn't I didn't know what why it was doing that, but it was special and it was it was right. different and it it really Central did make Park me feel different. Central Park, uh, you know, in Chicago they have the Lake Michigan there. Yeah, all of these things. I mean, our nature. Uh, I I we used to go to the Jersey Shore and being on the beach, being by the ocean. That was just you know something very 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 special about it. But I also there was a program out of New York. Uh, where they took kids and sent them to uh, the country, you know, in the summer for a, for a couple of weeks or a month mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. I forget it was uh, Project Fresh Air or whatever. Yep. I remember one guy who was a counselor there telling me he'd get these kids, and 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 that these kids used to live in the toughest, roughest sections in New York, had no fear anywhere going around the city, but they got them out in nature. Uh -oh. <laughs> They were absolutely terrified, petrified, you know, until they got used to it. So it's, uh, I guess it's all about familiarity. That's but, my uh, experience, too. I remember the first time I camped or the first time I, you know, well, traveling around. And I had to walk in the woods at night to go, you know, find something or whatever. I was terrified. And I, I would get on, at, you know, as a little kid, I'd get on New York subways and stuff and walk around yeah. the street. What's that noise? <laughs> What's that sound? But uh, a mutual friend of ours, I, you remember Michael Dimmick? Yeah. Uh, he he was telling me uh, he did a lot of camping, and he said, you know, uh, the, and I can see this. He would go to you know really you know backpacking remote area. He said the first two or three days you don't sleep so well. It's kind of uncomfortable. But once you get used to it, you really settle in. And then when you come back, sleeping in a house, it would you know it's very difficult. You have to open the windows even if it's cold out and. You know, just adjusting to that. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah, and you know, ancient ancient man and ancient woman, they uh, they lived uh, very very differently, and it, it's interesting uh, the direction. You know, with artificial intelligence and everything else that's happening now, things are going through oh. uh, 
dramatic change. And if, if there's yeah. if there's radical uh, catastrophes because of climate change, people are going to you know people don't have survival skills. I wouldn't know how to you know survive in 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 uh, without you know whole foods. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the story that they drop people off in the middle of nowhere. I, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even fix a car, let alone, you know, I don't, wouldn't know how to make a fire, or, you know, without a, a you know. No, I, I, I'm with you. I get something from Ikea and I try <laughs> to put it together and I wind up in an argument with my wife and, you know, she doesn't. I, I just really did not grow No. I wish I had it. I'm working on it hey, now. I, I, I bought First hand drill recently, you know. So I, I, I replaced the doorknob recently, and it was the height of my, you know, my achievements. It was, yeah. it was, you know, I could, I felt so good. Imagine build, building a house, or you know, growing a, a real, you know, vegetable garden, or yeah. No, he, he mentioned, Micah mentioned, uh, I think uh, the guy's name Brown, the guy who teaches yeah. survival pine barrens in New Jersey, which is very, <laughs> it's a very, very remote uh, area. Uh, I, I, when I had my radio show, I interviewed a guy that studied with him and all that actually teaches those survival skills. And it was amazing. I said, well, he said, the first thing you do if you, if you get lost in the woods is, you know, you collect yourself and then uh, you, you need water, you need shelter. Well, you need water more than anything else. Water yeah, that yeah. doesn't have. To. So what I thought is, man, if I ever get in that situation, I want to be with this guy because really, I, I know I can learn it and figure it out from a book, but at least. But but the, the first thing he said is you really have to you know have the, that uh, collectedness that that uh, settled awareness yeah that in quiet okay what's my situational and then and then go from there but there yeah. are there are people that could probably survive for months and months uh, the two of us may, maybe uh, no days. but but, uh, but the 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 spiritual practice mm -hmm. of being in the woods is you know different from survival and there. Right. You know, Micah's book is a, is a great help uh, for that because, you know, you, you, people can go to the woods and they may as well be, you know, walking on uh, Madison Avenue for all that. You know, they're not appreciating it. Something yeah. happens to you no, no matter what. Right. But, I, I think, I think a, a forest, mountains, <laughs> desert, and certainly for me, the ocean yeah. can really uh, uh, stimulate feelings. Uh, and thoughts of spirituality, definitely, uh, foundedness. That there's no question. It's transformative. Look, my wife and I were, would go for a hike in the woods. Just you know, L.A. There are places you can access a, a good walk in the woods right. very easily. And we would go every Sunday morning. And I used to joke that it's going to the uh, for that uh, a, a one hour hike. And then to the farmer's market was our, you know, church. That was our Sunday morning. Then my wife broke her toe. And when we couldn't go for a number of weeks, we missed it. We, it, it really made a difference in, to, to just get out and, and be amongst trees and, you know, not see uh, automobiles and not hear right. urban sounds. And, you know, just even for an hour, once it was it was really special and we would always feel better having done it. Right. Well, my, my wife, as you know, my wife is from Sweden and in Scandinavia, uh, it's I mean, it's a big part of people's lives where they uh, they go to nature. And actually, there's a I think in, in uh, Norway, Sweden, 
Finland, Denmark, they have laws that basically say that you can camp in the woods. Nature belongs to everyone. Mm. And no restrictions in terms of where you can swim and where you can camp for the most part. In, in, and uh, it's, a, it's a big part of people's lives. And you see these real elderly folks, couples and, and singularly um, uh, uh, hiking all over. And they, and they really enjoy their solitude and their quiet. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, obviously, spiritual. And here, here in America, you have to fight for that. Now they want to, you know, sell off chunks of natural of uh, national parks to mining and all that. It's and open it up to, you know, uh, theme parks. Anyway, yeah, I mean, one one thing on the other side of Hudson River from Manhattan, you have like the Palisades, and Mm -hmm. north of the George Washington Bridge. And for anybody that's familiar with that area, I know you are, Phil. there's just acres and acres and miles and miles of land that are not developed. And that was all because Rockefeller or the Rockefeller family uh, bought that land up uh, for the purpose of preventing any development mm. to go there. And they gifted it. So whatever else the, the Rockefellers did, good or bad, this was a good thing. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, and hopefully that will be preserved because if you, you know, if you don't, uh, people really miss out. Kids don't have the same type of experience yep. that, that, that they should. Well, anyway. Okay. uh, Good one. Talk to you next time. Bye. Over and out.